0: spike cohen
1: good morning good afternoon or good evening and welcome to the vanguard for spike Jugglypuff cohen i am Matt <laughs> Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom
2: i thought i was gonna be pikachu but i like Jugglypuff. that's awesome so folks, i used pikachu for...
1: in the members exclusive that hasn't gone out
2: ah uh we're just going to show this for seven hours.
1: No, <laughs> folks, thanks hours. so
2: much. Thanks. We already did that earlier, so we won't do that again. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in to this. But also, thanks for tuning in to this, uh, a Muddy Waters Media production of the Muddied Waters of Freedom. And be sure to like us and share us and subscribe to us and comment and like other people's comments. Reply to their comments with your comment and then have them like your comment and then comment about the fact that they liked your comment and share it and like other people's shares and comment on their shares <sighs> and if you're going to subscribe on youtube be sure to hit the bell because i want your phone to literally explode with notifications every time we go live matt
1: first and foremost allow me to thank the wonderful and fine people at Nakamal all at home for the cava that i am drinking today nakamal
2: at home.com and I'd like to thank Le Bleu for giving me water but not just water water that's in a bottle so I don't have to walk around drinking from a carafe all day <laughs> so we got to have some fun this weekend
1: We man we had so much fun this weekend. We had so much fun this weekend. I don't know how many of our regularly scheduled viewers on Tuesday uh, tuned in for. <laughs> um, I had to reset the volume that?
2: on my on my um, Bluetooth. Sorry, go
1: ahead. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I don't know how many people that I regularly watch on Tuesdays uh, tuned in for the the Saturday special. The Saturday special. That had uh, appearances from me, Jason, Spike, Cajun, um, and then Spike did a he he did a speech that as I am now calling it when Spike gives a speech at a convention, it gets the base a jumpin.
2: Yes. It is, uh, it is. It is gets the libertarian base a jumping. It gets everyone ready to jump through walls and uh, and you know run through the which was good because it was mostly um, partitioned, so it actually would have been easy to run through the walls compared to like if it were concrete. <sighs> um, but yeah, no, we uh, we had a really good time at the South Carolina Libertarian Convention in Greenville this weekend, and it was. A, I mean, with yes. the exception of Nullick, who we just photoshopped her avatar into everything. Uh, it was uh me you Jason uh the 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 muddied wives Cajun. Kelsey and and Sarah um yep. uh, uh Cajun uh, and his wife were there Cajun libertarian my wife was there as well uh, it, was, it was pretty much the whole muddied yep. crew minus nulllich uh that was there and uh and we had a fantastic time and uh, I gave a speech hmm
1: Sarah, uh, super fan Sarah Anderegg, and yes. host of the Takeover team, Twin, uh, whatever they're going to call the themselves, Takeover Twins. Um, yes. <laughs> um, she and Kelsey both were on a panel with you yep. Yep. Um, that morning, and they did fantastic. When so Spike was on this panel, and every time Spike does anything, he he does a great job. Um. But when we talked about this panel, we talked about Brian, Brian Scott Lambrecht, Brian Sarah, Lambrecht. and Kelsey. Yeah, because they did such a fantastic mm-hmm. job on the panel. Jason and I kind of forgot Spike spoke.
2: No, listen, I I agree. Kelsey and and Jason, or uh, Kelsey and uh, and Sarah did a fantastic job with their presentation. And Brian Lambrecht, Brian. Who, Brian, good who, God. Most people don't actually know who Brian is. And they see me there and they think, Wow, Spike's gonna blow it out of the water, which I will, but then Brian shows up and freaking mauls everyone and they're like, Who the hell was that? And uh and yeah, no, he was fantastic. Um, I, I love how and I know how he does this because I've been I've seen him operate before. And he gets up and he's like, This is what they don't teach you. And then he tells some like insane story about something he did or something on the campaign trail, and he's like and that's the stuff that, that's the kind of stuff that they don't teach you. And everyone's like, so it was, no, it was really cool. And, um, yeah. And then at that, that night at the gala, I gave my, my speech. Mm-hmm. 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 And then we had a great time.
1: And this if episode, you haven't, oh. and if you haven't watched the Saturday night special with, uh, the entire muddy team, yes. I'm certain that uh, anybody watching it will understand all of the jokes.
2: Mm. Every one of them. Mm. This episode, of course, is brought to you by the (laughs) Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing caucus and second largest caucus in the Libertarian Party and the largest waffle related caucus in human history. If you'd like to become a member today go to the facebook group libertarian party waffle house caucus and if you'd like to become an official voting member which means nothing because we don't vote on anything you can go to the money waters media store by going to moneywatersmedia.com store and picking up some great money waters media gear um, and uh including uh waffle house caucus uh shirts and buttons and get that right there at the store the gravy king joe soloski is running for governor of pennsylvania joe soloski is the key to pennsylvania's success and if you'd like to help him become the first libertarian governor ever then go to joe That's that's j-o-e-s-o-l-o-s-k-i.com jack casey is running to become the first libertarian to ever write a book that i read and i still haven't yet uh Jack Casey has written three books, The Royal Green, In Silver Throned, and *Crowned by Gold, which are available at theroyalgreen.com. What are they about? We don't know. We're never going to read them. And uh, if they're ever made for TV, we're not going to watch them. Because we know that it's probably not nice, the things that we say about it. Thomas (laughs) Queter is running for state senate. Thomas Queter says that he runs better than Albany, which he finds funny because, as he puts it, I'm a giant midget whose feet you can eat. If you'd like to help Thomas become the state senator. I mean, like he's running an actual serious campaign. I was with him in, uh, in Oneonta. We went around Oneonta, New York. And, uh, I mean, he's the real deal, but, uh, you know, he was going and talking to folks and, doing Q and A's and signing up business owners to become part of his team and getting donations and doing everything you need to do when you run for state legislature. And then he pays me to refer to him as a midget. Tom for 52.com.
1: You can eat
2: whose feet you can need. Whose, whose feet you can eat. Whose feet you can eat. Tom from 52.com. That's T O M F O R five, com slash feet. You can eat defy the power. And Stitches and Glitches, selling the finest libertarian and otherwise themed tumblers ever. Fantastic price. Free customization, which is freaking unheard of. Keeps your hots hot. Keeps your cold's cold. And uh, if you go to StitchesAndGlitches.com or DefyThePower.com, you can get those tumblers today. Matt?
1: Yep. So uh, (laughs) fantastic weekend. It was uh, hanging out with Jason and Kelsey was, uh, you know, it was me, Sarah, uh, me, Sarah, Jason, Kelsey, you, Tasha, um, Cajun, Sonny uh, uh, bootleg and uh, his wife, Caitlin um, getting a chance to meet Jason's daughters, um, Brian and uh, 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 Jenny, um and carly and her husband brian like the having this group together
2: it was awesome
1: um was one it was awesome it was awesome um we're gonna get into this a little later uh we're gonna get into this a little later but the 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 strength of the libertarian party and the direction of the libertarian party uh is going in a good direction it is going in a In a very positive direction there is a lot of good energy going on in the libertarian uh in the liberty movement and uh having weekends like that really
2: fills me with a lot of hope for the future for everybody yep yep absolutely Um, and also utter so coming into this convention it was a goal i had two main goals and i wasn't the only one who had these two main goals there were many people but i can tell you i had two main actually three main goals My first goal was, anyone who knows the Libertarian Party knows there's a lot of different factionalism. And this is nothing new. Uh, Some of these factions are new, but the factionalism isn't new. And it's largely along the same lines it's always been on. Um, And that's also true in South Carolina. And I wanted to try to heal as much of that rift between the factions as possible because the reality is we agree with each other 95% of the time and we should be working together. Another goal of mine. Uh, was to, um, we had a platform, the state party had a platform that was written, I believe in the 90s, by some conservatives. And it was, it was, it was not good. It was, it was not good. And, uh, and it didn't reflect what we believe as libertarians. And so I had a goal uh, of going in and helping to just completely revamp the platform, basically to almost start from scratch. And uh, and we did that. We now have a platform that starts by saying that government is, if it is to even exist, uh, should uh, only uh, exist to protect the lives and rights and property of people, and that that's its only, the only tolerable thing that it can do. I yes yes hey. and go ahead
1: it, it's no longer a legitimate it's no longer a legitimate government it is a tolerable
2: government it is a tolerable government at best and what's funny is the legitimate government thing was actually the original attempt to revamp it we actually further refined it by saying no no no, that's not legitimate it's tolerable we will tolerate a government for now that does that um and uh, and that was fantastic and then another goal was that we learn lessons from what happened in Pennsylvania where Libertarians won you know, close to 150 elections just in that state alone and use that molten maneuver, use that same strategy in South Carolina. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing. More on that in the coming weeks and months, but it's going to be fantastic. We're going to do some great stuff in South Carolina. I couldn't be happier with how everything went. Um,
1: and I just, I just want to give a massive shout out to, um, to Kelsey Lyon. Yes. Who put together like that entire weekend mm-hmm. and uh, she put together a fantastic event. She was able to get all of these people together yep. um, and uh, get the venue and get everything. To... Yep. The amount of work that she did for this weekend. And just so anybody Inhuman. who's involved in their, in their, in their state affiliates or their local affiliates knows that these are thankless jobs. Yes. You're you're not getting paid. This is this is you are doing this on your own time, and you are doing it uh, literally for everybody else. And ninety nine percent of the time, uh, people are just going to bitch about it and say, you know, oh well, they should have done this when nobody else is willing to lift a finger to Yeah, um, exactly. Kelsey did a wonderful job mm-hmm. at everything that she did on yep. that uh, for that uh, convention, and she deserves all of the props in the world.
2: She does. She did the the lion's share. Huh? The uh-huh. lion's share of the work. No, she did. She did. I, there's really not a, a better way to describe it. She did like a, just most of the work. Um, I'd also give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to Steve and Libby Dasbach for being very uh, hospitable to me and Tasha when we came up. Um, just a great job by everyone involved. Speaking of a thankless job, we are now going to do the thankless job. Of telling you terrible news very quickly on this, the Mudwater Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire segment brought to you by Mudwater Coffee Alternative. If you woke up today and said, Spike, why are you by my bedside? But while you're here, I'd like to let you know that I don't want to drink coffee anymore, it makes me sick. It gives me the creeps, it makes me feel all jittery, and I'm all drowsy by the end of the day. Well, Spike, instead I want to try something different. I'd like to try instead masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and literally nothing else. Well, folks, it's great that I'm there by your bedside because I have some fantastic news for you this morning. Mud water is literally all of that. All of those ingredients together forming mud water. How does it taste? picture what those things might taste like together. You're going to want some honey. So if you'd like to try it out, mud water uh, is great. I try it every, I take it every day. And yes, I say take because it's my medicine. Mud water, I take it every day. And uh, it has one seventh of the caffeine of a regular cup of coffee. Just enough caffeine to get you up and ready to face the day like this. But not so much to leave you feeling sad and depressed and worn out and adreno fatigued like this. If you go to muddywatersmedia.com slash mud, you can get a starter pack of mud water today, and you can experience the sheer joy of drinking a bunch of healthy but terrible tasting things, hopefully with honey or something to make it bearable. Matt?
1: Uh, They also have a new uh, product out now called Rest. Which has rooibos chai and valerian root and lavender and some other stuff, uh, lion's mane, some other things. Uh, and if you drink it before bed, it's supposed to lull you uh, and Uh and it's supposed to lull you into a nice calming sleep.
2: Oh, I want that.
1: Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I'm I'm w- I that. want that yeah. more
2: than I want. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, they just came out with it. Uh, if you are already a member, you know you got an email that said. We can't wait to sleep with you and then it said that sounds bad when you open it um but yeah they have a new product out and uh i'm I'm actually looking forward to they they say that it tastes like a uh relaxing mix a relaxing mix of rooibos chai and cinnamon a sweet relaxing uh, a sweet relaxing baby made of rooibos chai and cinnamon or something like that um I made a graphic for it and I don't know
2: Um, I, um, I mean, they say this other one tastes good too. They say that this, that this one is, is good. And I,
1: they, they don't say that one tastes good. They say that they understand if people like it.
2: Okay. Well, speaking of things that I understand, if you like it, if, well, Matt, why don't you tell us? Sure.
1: Famed Batman enthusiast and the man with the most cameo appearances in Batman movies with six appearances in five separate movies and one TV show is retiring. That's right. Patrick Leahy has announced he will not run for re-election next year.
2: After nearly 50 After years-, years in the Senate... Uh, He's going to be retiring, and uh, honestly, we don't care. We just actually, we really, this whole thing was a vehicle to point out that he was in Batman more times than any other civilian.
1: He was in Batman more times than any person was in bat played Batman.
2: That's impressive, actually.
1: Yeah, he's actually in more Batman movies than anybody ever.
2: Well, how about that? Well, now he has more time to devote to being in Batman movies.
1: More, more Batman movies.
2: You know, I uh, watch, I look at this picture of him with Heath Ledger, and I think, if only. So.
1: He said that was one of the most terrifying moments of his life because he thought Heath Ledger was really going to cut
2: open his mouth. Well, look at it. Look, I mean, he looks legitimately scared like good make politicians afraid again great job heath speaking of which joe biden signed the infrastructure bill into law this week adding another 1.2 trillion dollars to the national debt but who's counting right matt
1: who is counting it like does it matter it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore no now uh, as you all know we covered the infrastructure bill extensively when it first yep. came out um so we're not going to cover it all that much here we just want to let you know that it has been signed if you want to get the information on it uh, i just included the link into the uh chats uh so you should be able to find it waiting for facebook to go through i don't know if facebook will because it's a youtube link um oh it went through um so yep, you through. can check yep. it out there so you can get so you can get the uh the full shakedown of what it is that is in that and shakedown i mean quite literally um but what you need to know is that democrats who voted for it voted for it because um it's a democratic bill
2: yes exactly
1: the republicans who voted for it voted for it because they wanted that sweet 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 pork like the pork
2: that Brian Lambrecht made at Jason's house. Oh gosh. It's, um, I couldn't have it, but it smelled amazing.
1: Right. It was so good. Um, so let's just pick out somebody at random, uh, a Republican at random. Um, let's just say Mitch McConnell. Okay. Mitch McConnell, who voted, he, he voted for this. Um, Kentucky is going to receive more than $4.7 billion over four years. Um, to report roads, bridges um, and they are going to re- uh, they're going to receive 647 million to improve water infrastructure, a mm-hmm. hundred million to expand broadband coverage, uh, 391 million for public transportation, 204 million to improve airports and 69 million to expand the state's electric vehicle charging network. Now I know, that we talk about this in the other episode um Mm -hmm. but as far as the state's electric vehicle charging network as more people buy electric cars more places like your gas stations or your um your gas stations or uh different parking lots or whatever wherever you are paying to go to will Mm -hmm. install these things in the free market. So that way you don't have to uh, spend your taxpayer dollars on them in areas where they aren't needed.
2: Yeah, you don't get robbed of hundreds of millions of dollars uh, to pay for things that aren't needed yet. So by the time they are actually needed, they'll probably be obsolete. Uh, or or yep. need fixing or repairing. And since they're owned by the government, the right. government will say, oh, we'll take care of that and it'll cost more. Instead of just, we're already seeing it now. We're seeing malls that have parking spots and garages that have parking spots for electric car charging. We're seeing gas stations that are in, you know, including electric car stations. We're seeing uh, uh, Tesla's actually building their own uh, uh, supercharger stations across the country. And more and more homeowners that have electric cars are buying the charging stations uh, to put in their own house. Like it's, it's not needed. It's not needed. And all of those things, water infrastructure broadband coverage, public transportation, improving airports. These are things that those companies and services would pay for themselves. And instead, now the government's paying for it, robbing you to pay for it. The cost of those things is going to be exponentially higher than it would be if the companies were paying for it itself. It's going to make the cost of things go up because they're running up debt and printing out money to pay for it, which means that your money loses value. This destroys wealth. You know, even when they spend on supposedly good things like infrastructure, it would be better to be spent by the companies who actually want these things. Expanding broadband coverage is good for the companies that sell you broadband. Uh, Public transportation, let them add it to the cost of the public transportation. Uh, Improving airports, the airlines are multi-billion dollar companies, let them pay for it. The uh, uh, electrical charging networks, Tesla, GM, Ford, Mercedes, let them pay for it. And this is what happens over and over again. It's one thing to say that they need to pay for roads and bridges, which even that's disputable, but all this other stuff, it's just wasted money. It's like Matt said, this has nothing to do with taxpayers. This is about throwing money at pork to get politicians reelected, pay off the cronies who bankrolled them into office and stick us with the bill for the whole thing and and future generations that aren't even born yet.
1: Right. Like Mitch McConnell has a quote that, I was looking for the video of it. I heard the audio, but I was looking for the video. And he said, "This is this is the first time I get to come up here and talk about the some bridge in Kentucky that's going to be able to be fixed." And right, it's you know, if it's a bridge in Kentucky that needs to be fixed, why have you been waiting twenty five years or whatever exactly. it is that you have been waiting to have it fixed? Exactly. As opposed to getting it fixed.
2: Just get it fixed. you have been
1: letting a bridge just get become dilapidated. Dilapidated? Is that a word? That's a word. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. um Oh, hi Katie. She says hi, Uncle Matt and Uncle Spike. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie.
2: Um Katie yeah, drew something. You're nice. gonna let the Here. Bridge be- I g I wanna show hey, it. She, Katie yeah, drew, drew something very things. nice for us. Hold on. I'll be right back. You say things.
1: Okay. I'll finish my I will. You're going to allow this bridge to just become a hazard, essentially, and just start falling apart because you want federal dollars to fix it, as opposed to, I don't know, holding a fundraiser, a GoFundMe to fix it, um, as opposed to paying with it from all of the excess money that uh, Andy Bashar got uh, for COVID. Instead, you're just going to continue to, instead, you're just going to continue to, wait for the federal government to give you money uh costing people from all across the country uh the their tax dollars in order to pay for it no like these things should be handled in state i understand that some interstate stuff yeah i get it that should be under treaties you know interstate treaties uh mm-hmm. which congress is supposed to help with but that doesn't mean that uh you shouldn't be fixing anything in order to And just waiting for federal dollars, waiting for the rest of the country to pick up the bill. You should be fixing these things.
2: Yeah. And not only that, but it also makes the cost of it. The longer you let something fall apart, the more it costs to fix it instead of just maintaining it on a regular basis. Again, government does everything terribly. You have the stupidest and most dishonest people who are making decisions that do not affect them and that they exempt themselves from. And they use other people's money, your money to pay for it. What on earth makes anyone, oh, and you can't opt out of it. So what on earth makes anyone think that's going to lead to good outcomes? So speaking of good outcomes that we do have, because it was from a voluntary solution from someone who's not a liar or an idiot, Katie, the lion, Katie lion. She drew this beautiful drawing for me and my wife. It's a red dog and a purple dragon named Spike. No copyright infringement intended very beautiful she also made a hot dog for us out of clay in like 40 seconds it was inspiring i feel bad
1: i feel bad because uh katie is fantastic katie's wonderful yes um and as i was unpacking today Hmm. katie i'm very sorry you took her crayons they you stole a child's crayons i did yeah, they were in the trunk of the car. Katie, I'm very sorry. This show um, is over,
2: folks. I this, was. All I this
1: means, Katie, is you need I to have your parents bring you down go. to St. Pete. I. And I am going to keep these crayons.
2: Enjoyed my time here. Right up here. But it's over now. And I can't continue doing a show and a media outlet. With a someone who steals crayons. Goodbye, everybody.
1: Yeah, I I felt bad when I saw him in there. I was like, oh oh no,
2: I could have. I that would be fun. I see. I would. I as I would have to mail it back. I would be this. I would be like, um, and they'd say, no, no, it's fine. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna spend more. Than the cost of the crayons to ship the crayons back to you. Yeah, that's But I know know, because I'd feel that bad, or I'd be like, here, here's, let me send you a gift card for crap. So, speaking of doing terrible things to children, Kyle Rittenhouse will have to wait another day to find out his fate, as will the rest of the world, Matt.
1: Yes, that's true, (laughs) Kyle. Kyle Rittenhouse. (laughs) That segue. Um,. So this morning at uh, roughly eleven fifteen Eastern <laughs> <Jury> delivery <laughs> for seven and a half hours. Yes, seven and a half hours. Uh, and for all of you who happen to be here on Muddy Waters, you caught most of it. Um, <laughs> you caught that image. Just literally, half just
2: half literally hours. this for seven hours. <laughs>
1: Yep, that image mm-hmm. for seven hours. Uh, there last. was a huge debate going on. On, uh, Can you put the image back up real quick? Yes. Um, there was a debate going on in the chat over mm-hmm. what, you see where it says forward at the top? Yes. What's the thing underneath it?
2: Oh, gosh. Hold on. Let me find the actual, because <laughs> this is not a well-made scene Well, no, if you, if, 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 you,
1: if you look at the actual picture, you're going to know immediately what that is.
2: Oh, okay. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to spoil it because it's obvious there. But let's, okay. So, has anyone seen, has anyone seen that painting that was redone where it was like a painting of Jesus and it got messed up and they hired like a local artist to re, um, to like revamp, to, uh, to restore it and it, and it's like, they call it Monkey Jesus because they screwed it up here. I'm going to find, I'm going to find the picture. They, like, so messed it up that it's not even, like, it doesn't look the same at all. Here, let me just grab this so you can see what I'm talking about. They just utterly ruined it. Um, uh, like, it wasn't even close. That's kind of what this image is like. It's it's similar vibes. Um, hold on. Uh, wait, where's that? All right, yeah. Why is this saying? Did,
1: yeah, uh, it. it's a pickle, was one of the ones I saw. Um, it's a pickle. Chicken wing. I hadn't seen that before. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, platypus. Uh, pepper. It's a pepper. Anteater. Trash kitty opossum. Platypus. Platypus. Lots of votes for platypus. Beaver fat ant eater. Uh...
2: This is Monkey oh Jesus. So, so it had gotten messed up over time. And so they hired a local artist to fix it. And it looks like that now. So, and this was like a medieval oh, era or Renaissance era painting um, of a Spanish fresco. So, anyway, that's kind of what this is like if you look at the actual seal. So. That looks yes. like, and if you, a stuffed pepper. It So, because of the
1: things on, like it, to me, it kind of looked like a turkey, like a Thanksgiving turkey. But I could just I be looking that. forward to next week.
2: Yeah, I could see that.
1: Um, I can see, but that. pepper. Yes, I see. I see pepper. Yeah, I see pepper. I see like a club. Like old, old school um, Fred Flintstone club.
2: Yes, I see that. I see a poorly drawn mm-hmm. umbrella. If like the thing on the right, that's yes. I believe actually a tail, was like a handle, was like a, a clubby handle. I could see that. Right. There's a few things there. Really, it's just not good. It's actually supposed to be a beaver. It's supposed it to be a badger. A... Uh, let me look again. Oh, you know what? Probably is a badger. Whatever it is, it's not supposed to look like I'm that. I'm only
1: basing that on school mascots, so...
2: Yeah, you know what? That probably is a badger. I don't know. I could That could be a badger or a beaver. I don't know, but it's certainly not whatever the hell that is. But they tried. This is more
1: audio than you got looking at this picture all day long.
2: Yes. What we're doing, we're breaking it down. We're breaking what happened today. You know, they tried. Whoever made <laughs> this, this tried. Is... They tried. They tried... This is the important
1: stuff today. Yes. It's a dirt devil vacuum. Yes, I can I can see that.
2: Yeah, no, it is. Whoever made this, they tried. They tried as hard as Joseph Rosenbaum did. And anyway, so the jury deliberated for seven and a half hours or so. And then they called it at the end of the day. So we don't know what's going on yet. I mean, we know what happened to Joseph, but we don't know. Right. We
1: don't know what happened in there. And there have been multiple rumors. There have been multiple rumors. uh, And I have my own theory. Hmm. Which may or may not be right. Uh, But uh, Jack...
2: Probes. Pro pro probia. I gotta look it up. Hold on. P-s- yeah, so- I was
1: like, I don't, I don't remember. It's like
2: probia. Yeah.
1: Jack prob. I need to find him on Twitter because I have no Jack. Pasabiak.
2: Pasobiak. Together with a panel
1: that decides like what is.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't know yeah anyway he said he yeah, said something Jack.
1: yeah so he said that according to a u.s marshal mm-hmm. two of the jurors were worried about releasing their releasing their opinions because they were afraid of being doxed and any of the uh negative effects that might come from them mm-hmm. saying that kyle is not guilty um, right now to that i have to say i they have six other jurors that are sitting there waiting because they're in, in wisconsin the way they do it there are 18 jurors and then on when they send the jury out they select 12 of them in a lottery and then the other six have to wait until have to wait until they can um whether they're called or not they still have to wait until everything's done so there are other jurors there so if two of them were like we don't want to do this because we were afraid of being doxed they i think they would just call in two other two other
2: jurors to replace them so Yeah. yeah
1: and i can under i also understand that the other jurors might feel the same way and that is something that
2: they have been uh
1: considering so uh possibly true possibly true
2: very possibly true
1: um there is the possibility that one person is holding out. That one person is holding out one way or the other, whether yep. it's not guilty or guilty, um, and they just won't change their minds. And they're just like, nope, we're just not gonna, we're not gonna change our mind on this. I think that he is not guilty, um, or you know, I think he is, guilty. or I think that he is uh, guilty. Uh, yeah,
2: either way, yeah,
1: right, either way, and they won't change their mind, and they are trying to figure out a way around the uh the hung jury because they don't want to leave this to a they don't want this to go to a hung jury. No. They do not want that to happen. My theory my theory because I've watched a good portion of this trial, um I think that they think that he is not guilty. And they came to that conclusion later in the day. I don't think they wanted to say it late at night while this after the sun had gone down, uh, for fears of rioting and stuff. So they're going to do it earlier in the morning tomorrow. So that way you have time to get out the national guard, have them out and ready. And you have time to get the, uh, the police who didn't do anything the first time, uh, out there to try to help do what Kyle did. Um, but that that's my theory. That is my theory, is that they didn't want to do it at night.
2: That's a valid theory. I, I hadn't really thought of that. Um, you know, a lot of people, they're worried that this is going to be, lead to you know widespread rioting across the country. I do think there may be rioting, will likely be at least some rioting in Kenosha, maybe the surrounding area. Right. I don't think it's going to be widespread. And long term, uh, if um, Kyle is found not guilty... A lot of people who are very bold right now are going to be less bold moving forward. Um, and again, I, and I've said this, I'm not speaking on Matt's behalf. I'm speaking on mine. I think it was dumb for him to go there. I think that it was not a good idea for a 17 year old, uh, and and I think it was an even dumber idea for his mom to agree to take him. For a 17 year old to go to she the didn't site take him. Of, I thought she did take she him. She didn't take him. Oh. No
1: he he drove there he drove there himself because on oh. the trial when he. He was like, I drove to my friend's house and he goes, Well, why didn't you take your car? Why did you take whatever his name is, Kyle Smith or whatever? Uh, yeah. Why did you take his car? And he goes, Oh, well, I don't have a license. And the the prosecutor was like, You don't have a license. Then why were you driving from here to here? And he goes, Because I had to drive there to go to work. Um, so oh. he drove there on his own. Um, oh. Like a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff that was out there is. Wasn't According even true. what came out in the... Wasn't true.
2: Yeah. Um, so I don't think it was a good idea for him to go there. But with that said, once he was there, he wasn't trespassing. He wasn't threatening anyone. He was helping clean stuff up. And uh, when he... When people started attacking him that night, he was... <laughs> he got kicked and hit by some people that he didn't shoot. He only shot people who tried to reach for his gun or tried to, or, or pointed a gun at him, you know, he,
1: or hit him with a skateboard
2: or, or hit him with a skateboard. Like there was a guy that there's a a couple of pictures that shows where there's a guy that, that walks up and like kicks him and runs off. And he doesn't shoot that guy because you don't use deadly force against someone who kicks you and runs away. He had better trigger discipline than probably any, any of the cops there would have had. And, uh, he he had
1: better trigger discipline than the prosecutor.
2: <laughs> we should have gotten that picture. Let me get that picture. We should actually. have gotten that picture. Well, yeah, I mean, we should have it. gotten that picture. um
1: Now, typically in um typically in trials, uh, the longer the jury deliberates, the worse it is for the defendant. Yeah, this isn't. And again, this isn't a steadfast rule. Uh, in Derek Chauvin, they deliberated for like two hours. It, it was not. I don't remember exactly, but it was not long. Right. Um, and they came back with a guilty verdict on him. That that's not to say that the longer they sit on Kyle or they deliberate on Kyle means that they're going to uh, that they're going to find him guilty. But typically, as a as a rule of thumb, uh, the longer a jury is sits in deliberation, the more likely it is that the defendant will be found guilty.
2: Typically, so yeah. No.
1: typically, yeah, it's something that it's something to keep in mind. Uh, is something to keep in mind during the proceedings of this. Uh, if it goes through tomorrow, if it goes through tomorrow, I'm definitely saying at minimum hung jury, yeah. Right? He's not going to be found not guilty. If it goes through the next day, it will eventually become guilty, yeah. If it gets I, released I, tomorrow, I think hung jury or not guilty,
2: yeah. And so, meanwhile. You know, you have Kyle out here showing you know uh, pristine trigger discipline the whole time, and yet, meanwhile, you know, here's the uh, here here's the 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 prosecutor. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. This this image appears to have been doctored. Here's the prosecutor. Oh no. Um, So what you had? So here is the prosecutor, and from another angle, he's pointing it at the jury. At the jury with his finger on the trigger and with the chamber closed meaning that he didn't he and if he didn't do if he's got his finger on the trigger that means he definitely didn't check the chamber to make sure it wasn't ar- this guy has no clue what he is doing and it is not uncommon for a rifle to have a round chambered and this violates Gosh, th- what? 3? died all four of the rules of gun safety? Um, yes. Certainly the one about your finger on the trigger and pointing the gun at anything unless he wants to he might want to destroy the jury actually. Maybe he maybe he does want to kill the members of the jury. That might be his only strategy at this point. But uh yeah, he uh he went at it, didn't he? Did he, he did. He and now, meanwhile, he he's should. flagging he Elian has... here. The guy behind him has his does not have his finger on the trigger. Incidentally, yeah, he does not. No, no, this was
1: he does not. God, Elian Gonzalez, I remember that.
2: Wasn't Shit, that him? So... That was twenty years ago. Um, I mean, just to just to note here, he'll never be in the U.S. Marshal Service at this rate. <laughs> So we will see what happens uh, when it comes to... We will see what happens. With Kyle. Oh,
1: and tomorrow,
2: starting at 10 Eastern, 10 a.m. Eastern,
1: uh, I believe that Mr. America, the Bearded Truth, will be streaming The Door uh, all the way until... All the way? Uh, We've got a preview of what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. He has... And just for this, he has special guests lined up to call in
2: and uh, and talk. One of whom is and the guy to- who made this this seal, <laughs> and he's going to talk about. He's a, he's a really good wood wood I, uh, woodworker.
1: I I'm willing to bet the guy who made that seal is the judge.
2: <laughs> that
1: would be funny. Yeah. I- I just made this in my uh, garage over the weekend and I figured I'd just put oh, it yeah. up in my, uh, oh yeah, just figured I'd put it up in the chambers here so uh, people
2: can see the, the the woodwork I like to do. Give you something good to gander at there. Oh yeah. So I'm not, speaking. I'm not good
1: with badgers.
2: I'm not, go- oh, I'm not good. Oh, the badger with was difficult. I need, difficult. To, I need, I need I, to work uh, on those. I tried. I thought it was a beaver and uh, then I got to work on it and it turned into a sideways teardrop with a, with a penis and uh then uh, it kind of looks like a seal there but i try my best and that's what matters that's what matters there well so speaking of midwesterners you know i do you well i'll say it later i can't say it um I have
1: Speaking
2: no idea where of, that was going. <laughs> yeah, I know. Speaking of inappropriate, a group of House Republicans sent a letter to Merrick Gardner, Gar- Garland, the uh, uh, Joe, Joe Biden's attorney general, who is whose uh, voting record as a federal court judge is 98% similar to that of Brett Kavanaugh, because you were all played, calling into question the validity of his testimony in front of the House hearing on the parents at school board meetings this is very you it's gonna be hard to read but basically oh man that came out worse than i thought yeah I but made that, i made that so fast i made today. it tiny we're gonna get in real close there Here we go so this is for ants so here's the basics of it the uh <laughs> this is for ants is The uh, he testified in in uh, in front of Congress um, that he didn't see any circumstance in which the Patriot Act would be used uh, in the circumstances of parents complaining about their children. uh, And he certainly didn't see a circumstance where they'd be labeled as domestic terrorists. He didn't think that parents getting angry at school boards for whatever reason would constitute domestic terrorism. It's not even a close question. Well, it turns out he did say that. And. Directed the uh, FBI to do exactly that to treat angry school parents as domestic terrorists using the Patriot Act. Yep. And then they apologized yep. for it.
1: Yep. Notified a new threat uh, tag created by the counterterrorism and criminal divisions. And they're supposed to apply this new threat tag to all investigations and assessments of threats specifically directed against school board administrators, board members, teachers, and staff. They are using the Patriot Act to go against angry parents, and he lied about it the next day.
2: When government gets a power, they use it against you eventually, and then they lie about it. Right.
1: On October 20th, he sent out the memorandum. On October 21st, he spoke to Congress and said, no, no, that We're is something that I don't see ever happening. Will anything c- come of it?
2: Absolutely not.
1: No, no, no. But the sitting attorney general of these United States lied to Congress about creating a new terrorism tag to place Mm -hmm. on parents who stood up at school board meetings to protest what school boards were doing when it came to COVID or CRT and whatever else. And I don't care how you feel about those issues. Don't care. Nope. Parents have a right to be mad when it comes to their children's schooling. Yep. Whether you agree with... their opinions on these things are not
2: they have a if right, they are maybe.
1: in there and they are and they're getting angry and the school board says they were threatening us even if it wasn't a threat that does not make them a terrorist and the federal government should not be treating them as such
2: that makes the government the terrorist um this is what government does and this is why we say even if you like the pretext behind why they're assuming a new power they're always going to end up pointing whatever gun you're giving them at you and this is a perfect example of that and it's also a perfect example of how no one is going to get prosecuted no one is going to be sued no one is going to be fired and at best there might be a mild window dressing policy change that ultimately doesn't even really amount to anything and probably not even that this is what government. Right. I
1: mean, so like, so you have Merrick Garland here um, who lied to Congress and now you have evidence to prove it. Uh, I sent you, I texted you the uh, the email that was included in that letter because yep. uh, it wasn't in the original thing. Um, we didn't have time to make a, a, a graphic for it, but there is an email that goes along with that where they state everything that's in it. Um, so he lied. Fauci lied about gain of function. Neither of these two men. Nothing. Nothing is going to happen to these two men. Not because. And remember, if it was you, if it was me, if it was Spike, if it was anybody watching this show, yep. you would be in prison. You would be in prison. Nothing will happen to Merrick Garland or Fauci. Nope. Not a thing.
2: Nope. Not at all. Even um, when more than likely we find out uh, that the U.S. government under Fauci was directly responsible for the creation of COVID. Even if that happens, the likelihood of anyone actually being anything other than maybe fired for that is very, very low. They will say mistakes were made. And it won't be Fauci. Well, and that's the other thing, is it won't be Fauci. Other people will get fired and blamed for Fauci. uh, And then they'll say mistakes were made, you bigot, and then they'll move on with their lives. And you'll still get stuck right. with the consequences of their action.
1: E- Eco Health Alliance will lose all of their grant ability, but they'll just rebrand under a different name and start getting yes. the grant money back again.
2: Yep. And in fact, actually, what's probably going to happen is we're going to start hearing messaging about why gain of function research is necessary, and that will be the tip that you're about to find out why. Well, happened.
1: they already so they already cha- they already changed the uh, definition of gain of function.
2: Yep. No, what's coming next of
1: gain of function go ahead, go ahead. well i was going to say they changed the definition of gain of function like after that letter came out they changed yep. they changed it on the um, in it, uh nih website hmm. um yeah. so that way when fauci went back up against rand paul uh he would be able to say according to the definition that's not what this says that's not yep. the right definition yep. um and they're just going to continue moving the goalposts to make sure that whatever they're saying is accurate in that moment.
2: Yeah. And the other thing that's going to happen is they're the same way with inflation, how they're saying they went from there is no inflation to it's transitory and only on specific things to it only affects the rich to, it's good. Now it's good. Soon, uh, inflation will be uh, about equity and anti-racism, and if you're against it, you're a bigot. They're going to do that with, um, with gain-of-function research. If you start seeing them normalizing gain-of-function research, you're the okie doke is coming. They're going to have to admit that they created this thing and then that's when it gets real fun and again we don't know if that's what happened but if that's what happened that's what they're going to start saying gain of function research is suddenly going to become something that's well you know how else are we going to fight serious diseases like the ones that are being created by us so uh speaking of fantastic things that are created by us Now it's time for the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law anchor call in moment brought to you by Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. If you want to sue us, then you're screwed if you're in Florida, because we're going to use personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law to sue you back. But if you want to sue someone else and you live in Florida, well, then they're screwed because you're going to use personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law to sue them. If you go to ChrisReynoldsLaw.com, he'll meet with you personally and explain to you just how many stacks, bands he can get you. How many stacks of hundos he can just shove right in your craw there. Right in the old... ChrisReynoldsLaw.com Oh, also, this segment is about we take your call. The reason it's called the call-in moment is because we have calls that come in, and we take them. That's why it's called that. And you can make leave messages by going to anchor.fm slash waters and pressing the button to leave messages, and you can leave them, and we answer them right here uh, at on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney of law anchor call-in moment that we're doing right now. Now. That's not the only thing that you can do while you're there. If you go to anchor.fm/muddiedwater/slash/subscribe, you can become a member of the Muddied Waters Muddied Mudsketeer Mud Militia. And when in doing so, we're going to figure out what to call that. And in doing so, many magical things happen. Do you, you
1: know, know why one? we start every two? Tu- do you know why we start every Tuesday with uh, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard? No because we were going to call our fan base the vanguard oh when we started the show and i wrote that in to memorize and now we're the muddied militia musketeers mud what the fuck ever
2: join the muddy mud mud skipper mud muddied muddy mud mud join us and uh and you get access to all sorts the original of original name of stuff. the
1: group was the vanguard
2: yes if you join the vanguard of mud the mud guard if you will uh, then what happens is you get to have a, many different things uh, one thing you get is exclusive to access to muddied Mudsketeer, Mudskipper, mud skipper muddy mud muddy water muddy water mud people uh, content on anchor uh, you also get an ad free experience while uh, listening to our podcast coming soon our video podcast our video will be on there as well very soon. But you also get access to something really cool that we're going to be resurrecting this Thursday, the muddied Zoom, where once a month, uh, me and uh, Matt and Jason and the rest of the Muddy Waters crew meet up with our muddy mud skipper, muddy, mud, muddy, mudwater, mud people uh, to uh, hang out, our subscribers, to hang out on Zoom and we live stream it to make everyone else jealous. And If they want to join us, they too have to become members. The Muddy Zoom uh, is going to be this Thursday, the 18th, and then from there on, it's going to be the third, second Thursday, second Thursday second. of every. Not this month though, but the second Thursday of all not the other months. Month. <laughs> Just not this one, uh, but the second Thursday of all the other months, and it's going to be fantastic. Um, you're going to have a lot of fun with that. All of this, you're saying, you're listening to this, and you're saying, Spike, this is amazing. This must be hundreds of dollars a week for me to be a part of this. And you'd be wrong. Not only is it not hundreds of dollars a week, why it's not even $80 a week. In fact, by golly, it's not even $70 a week. In fact, it's not even 60 or even $50 a week. And you're thinking, well, it's gotta be at least $40 a week. Well, you'd be wrong because it's not even $30 a week. And in fact, it's not even $20 a week. In fact, it is $10 a month.
1: And just so everybody knows, when you sign up, you get a coupon code for 10% off. The Muddy Waters. At the Muddy Water store. Yeah. So you could literally save your monthly your monthly bill every time you go to the store
2: if you buy a hundred dollars or more a month of muddy gear which you should be doing then you're already making your money back on your subscription just from that that's before we get into the that. muddy zoom that's before we get into the ad free experience for podcasts listening and watching on anchor that's before we get into the uh subscriber only content that's before we get any single one of those things would be worth at least $10 a month. And instead we're cramming it all together and shoving it right up in there for 10 bucks a month.
1: That's right. Tim Y said muddied waters, muddied water onesies. Yes, we have muddied waters onesies. We have sold one. And whoever bought that, I don't remember who bought that. Uh, But that was the most exciting purchase that I've ever had on the store. And he never posted a picture of it. Probably because he didn't want
2: me to use it as an advertisement. Probably so. They also, we have underwear with my face on it.
1: That's true. Um, And yes, we do have kid sizes, Rob. Not of the underwear. That's only in adult sizes. But uh, we do have kid sizes. for kids.
2: Can we please not sell kids underwear with my face on it? Please?
1: We won't ever sell kids underwear with your face
2: on it. God. So our first call comes from the Cajun Libertarian... Wait, is there are, are these the old ones?
1: Uh hang on, let me check. I think I got rid of the old ones. I don't think I'm you not did. 100%. Sure. Okay, I did not get rid of the old ones. Um uh the one labeled number 1 is the first one.
2: That's the first one? Okay, cool. All right, so we have a uh, we have uh, five messages today. First one from the Cajun libertarian
3: Hey, what's up, Matt and Spike, Cajun Libertarian here, your favorite personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor calling moment, caller calling on Muddy Waters of Freedom. South Carolina was amazing. Thank you both so much for all of the work and efforts that you put in. It is unparalleled, and there is no replacement for being able to sit right next to you and learn from y'all. Yeah, Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. That also goes for Jason Lyon, Mr. America, the quote-unquote bearded truth. Uh, you are a fantastic human being as well. Your family is phenomenal. You guys are great. But let's be honest for a second. The only reason you got a signed portrait from Spike Cohen saying that you have the best beard on Muddy Waters Media is number one, you cried about it a bunch. And number two, you full well know that I can't grow my beard any longer than it is because of my job. You know that. Admit it. But if you want the W, you can have it.
2: Also, he paid me. He also paid for the Now all the all the proceeds went to the South Carolina Libertarian Party but he also gave me 20 bucks again it, it didn't I didn't keep it but I figure, you know, if someone pays for something, they can have it say what they want it to. If you had paid me 20 bucks, I would have said you had the best beard. I would have written them both at the same time right next to you and then let you guys like fight each other. Right right next to each other? Just right next to each other. Best beard on Muddy Waters. Love Spike. Best beard on muddied Waters. Love Spike. Here, go fight somewhere. Because I love y'all. All right, here's the next one.
3: Cajun Libertarian here right back at with another personal injury attorney. Chris Reynolds, attorney at Law Anchor Call a Moment Calling. We've labeled parents that want to speak out at school board meetings as domestic terrorists, but yet we have the New York chapter of BLM saying that there will be bloodshed and violence if they don't get their way. There are people trying to hold the Rittenhouse trial hostage by saying there will be Violence and riots, if they don't get their way, how are those people not domestic terrorists, but yet the parents are? Obviously, we know the answer to that, but the real question is, how do? what do we do as the people stand up and say, this is not right, this is incorrect, and we're going to hold you accountable. How do we do that? Also, how do we call, hold Cori Bush accountable for her disgusting lie of a tweet saying that she was... Shot at by white supremacists at the Ferguson situation.
2: Well, obviously Cory Bush wasn't shot at in Ferguson because she was in Bosnia with Hillary getting shot at by snipers. And Brian Williams.
1: Who was Brian Williams? I was Brian like, Williams. who who was that newscaster? Brian Williams.
0: Brian um, Williams was there. So
1: i have to disagree with cajun here a little bit okay um yeah no the the parents are not domestic terrorists um the parents are not domestic terrorists i'm not going to disagree there uh but just like the parents aren't domestic terrorists uh for being heated and saying something that you know might be outlandish um you can't say that the blm people in new york for saying that are domestic terrorists um, or that the people at the uh, Rittenhouse trial are domestic terrorists. It's right. not until once they do the action that they become the domestic terrorist. Um, I do I do agree that the that the definition of domestic terrorist is only it's become a it's a political moniker. Like they oh they, yeah they yeah. give it whoever is in charge gives it to the party or the the, the mindset that they disagree with. Um, But just because somebody says it uh, during fits of rage and anger doesn't mean that they're actually domestic terrorists. It means that they said something uh, that they may absolutely regret having said in that moment. Uh, But if they do something afterwards, uh, backing up what they said, that's when they become domestic terrorists. So once that happens, that's when I will agree that those people are domestic terrorists.
2: Yeah, we gotta give them the chance to see if they're actually gonna do anything or if they're just angry. And the thing is, there are gonna be some people who are just angry. There are gonna be some people who do something stupid, and, and you know, we'll have to see. You have to judge people as individuals. I, I understand the frustration, um, but I also understand the frustration at you know, uh, one thing that uh, it was actually John Phillips, who's um, one of my favorite people in the Libertarian Party. Um, he made a well comparison after the um, the shooting of. Malia um, Malia Bryant, I think her name was in in Columbus, uh, where uh, a, an officer showed up to a shooting. It showed up to the scene of an attempted stabbing where uh, Malia Bryant had actually called nine one one on people that had been bullying her. Oh, it's was her sister that called nine one one. Okay, and
1: her sister, yeah, because Malia with, Bryant was fighting with the with so. Uh, malia bryant was malia bryant and her sister were foster children and being fostered by this family yeah. and the two older siblings i think they may have been blood related either that or they were other foster children who okay. uh weren't at the house anymore okay. were bullying malia and mainly malia um yeah. And uh, she was like, I don't want to be here for her birthday. She's mean, whatever. And they're like, no, you have to be here. And a fight was starting to break out. And it started escalating. And that's when the little sister called on what was happening. Okay. Um, and then that's when Malia Bryant.
2: Yeah. So then when the cop showed up, he doesn't know any of this. He knows that he's been called to the site of a, of a disturbance in a fight. And he sees a girl come right. out, charge one person, knock them over, pull out a knife or already have a knife and start charging at someone else. Uh, who was standing there defenseless uh, by a car and about to get stabbed? He's saying, "Drop the knife! Drop the knife! Drop the knife!" She doesn't drop the knife. He she has plenty of time to 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 drop the knife. She knows she's he's right there yelling at her. She obviously hears it, and he kills her. Um, to and and all, in doing so, saves the life or safety of the the girl that she was about to stab. And the community got very upset about it, and it kind of that that kind of died away. And I think over time, people realized. <laughs> This was a terrible, terrible, unfortunate event. But that officer didn't actually do anything wrong. But initially, there was this very angry, white-hot response to it. And John Phillips said something. My thumb right now is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. And if I hit it up against this, I go, ah, that kind of hurts, but I'm okay. But if my thumb had been smashed into a car door multiple times, so it's broken and it's, and it's you know inflamed and it's hurting, and I'm trying to get it to heal, and I just barely touch it against something, it hurts so much that it sends pains up my arm. I'm in excruciating pain for something that otherwise would have been fine. I think when a community has been, it is so inflamed by a combination of real events like police shootings of unarmed people and uh, uh, disproportionate harm at the at the hands of big government and and bad policies that target all of us but especially the most marginalized among us coupled with people that you know rile them up in order to make money and you know push them towards their political goals and aims all of that together leads to people being inflamed and upset over something that they probably otherwise wouldn't have had those other things not happened, and they heard that a kid who was trying to help a situation, whether it was smart or not for him to be there, ended up defending himself against people that were attacking him, they would have said, "Oh, okay, well, that's very unfortunate, but it it is what it is." But coupled with all that other stuff, and the the uh, also the fact that corporate media was in in um, uh, insistent on dr- dividing us on this. Um, that leads to this, but yeah, we can't we can't assume they're terrorists. Um, here is the next one from Justin Lomnus. Here we go.
0: Hello, Muddy Waters Media.
3: Every time I try and subscribe, it's telling me that it's an invalid email address.
0: So I don't know if it's something with Anchor FM or not, but could uh, you look into it, thank you.
2: Yes, we will look into that
1: look into that right now
2: yeah send us uh an email at uh what is it muddywatersmedia gmail.com i
1: think is it i I think it's saying that his is his is an invalid email address Yeah,
2: yeah 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 but what i'm saying is he can contact us and we can follow up with him um all right so we have uh two from uh not a real libertarian here's the first one Hey. Uh,
0: so guys, I need y'all's help also from the audience. Uh, if you would like to see one Cajun libertarian in a dress with the photo posted on social media, there is a link that people need to go to, to do so. Um, I feel like it's far more beneficial to see him in a dress than anyone else. So if you want to, I will post the link again in the comment section for anyone who's interested To see Cajun Libertarian in a dress, Uh, go to the link, listen to the episode for a few minutes, and then you can turn it off if you want to. Um, Yeah, you'll have to go to the link and listen in order to get Cajun in a dress. Thank you.
2: I don't think that's true. I
1: think we could get Cajun in a dress.
2: I don't, I do. Am I the only one that doesn't want this? I mean, I don't, but I think we could do it if we did. Oh, I'm sure we could do it. I just don't want it. Anyway, here's the other one from Bootleg.
0: <laughs> Quick thing uh, if you want to see Cajun in the Dress, you have until 1 a.m. to go listen to that link. Uh, so I would recommend everyone doing it tonight. That way the numbers count and you can get Cajun in the Dress.
2: I, I, yeah, I...
1: if you want to go and listen uh he he put the link in the uh in, in in the chat uh so feel free to uh go to the link after this show is done after this show is done
2: yeah keith McCurry's like yeah sure everyone wants this i'm, the, I'm like i don't no i'm good all I... right what was your last
1: comment? Uh, uh, the, issue the Cajun isn't Libertarian there said were, the issue or,
2: isn't whether there were or are acts of terrorism. The issue is that the institutions are labeling said people as terrorists and weaponizing said institutions against that particular demographic and not not the person's actually threatening violence. Yeah, no, the government should not be picking winners and losers here. And, um, right. you know, I, we saw on the flip side we saw that when uh trump was going after not rioters but protesters with uh you know uh uniformed um basically military police that and they were you know detaining people yeah. we don't know what really happened to them I, we presume that they were let go at some point um but th- this is what happens when you put again government is a bunch of liars and sociopaths and idiots who are making decisions that don't affect them spending your money uh, to pay for it and not giving you an option to opt out, and it does not, it doesn't lead to anything. Dave Davis says to a Democrat, "The NRA is a terrorist or a terrorist organization. They definitely are not. They are a gun control group. They are a gun control group uh, that right. uh, to, is to the to most the effective gun control uh, group in American history. Actually,
1: to to the Democrats and to a lot of other people, Rittenhouse is a uh, domestic terrorist. Yes." To a lot of other people, he is not. So, yep. when you when you are giving these arbitrary titles to people without a strict definition on what one is, yeah, and it leaves it open to interpretation, the powers that be are going to be yep. the ones that decide who gets that title. And like when we covered Merrick Garland uh, right before the Chris Reynolds break, uh, you know, he's giving it to parents. Uh, he's giving it to parents who are mad about what's going on in the schools. Exactly. Um, it, Trump was giving it to people who were protesting over the summer. Uh, it is 100 percent on the party in charge on who they are distributing that out to. Uh, did they do something violent? Did they did they do something violent? Were people killed? Were buildings you know destroyed? Okay. I'm not against. Uh, I'm not against uh, labeling people if we have a strict definition on it, but we have to have a strict definition on it that can't waver.
2: Yep. Exactly. Exactly, and we're not going to because domestic terrorist means whatever they want it to mean. It's a scary term that gets you to con- it, conjures images of people in your backyard trying to blow everything up and kill people, and so they just are going to haphazardly. Right. Th- throw that on anything that, you know, they want you to be scared of in that moment. You'll notice right now they're focusing on trying to label uh, unvaccinated people as being more dangerous than COVID. They want you to actually fear the people more than the virus itself.
1: You had the CEO of, I think it was the CEO of Pfizer. It was somebody head up in Pfizer saying that people who spread misinformation about COVID and the vaccine online were criminals who deserve to be put in jail because they were responsible for millions of deaths. Yep. Millions of deaths. Not the virus. I haven't checked. Virus. I haven't checked the. I haven't checked the count recently, but I think 5 million people have died. Yep. Um, By the way, that's also enough. another, million.
2: another, uh, reason to think that we're about to find out that this virus was not You know, something that was naturally occurring that they accidentally created this thing in the lab, because if they can make you hate people more than the virus, by the time you find out the virus was the fault of, you know, the sainted Anthony Fauci, they can say, oh, well, but, you know, the real danger here are people spreading misinformation and lies and the people who don't, you know, who aren't listening to our health experts and are putting the lives of millions at risk. And if you say, yeah, but they created the virus, they go, that's not what's important here. And it, 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 it's all about it's again, it's right. the hucklebuck and the okie doke. Um, speaking of hucklebucks and okie dokes, um, turns out politicians are out of touch. Uh, according to a Washington Post ABC News poll, Republicans hold the highest lead. Where is that? Republicans hold the highest lead um, for a, I mean, this is very early. We're talking a year out. But Republicans hold the highest lead uh, in history of this poll, uh, or I guess the highest lead they've ever had in the history of this poll, uh, with a 51% to 41% uh, difference over the Democrats, 51% of respondents saying that they will vote for the Republican Party in the midterms.
1: Yeah, and so this poll has been going on for 40 years, and I think that the highest the Republicans have ever scored on this poll was like eight points well like eight point eight points difference now they're at a 10 point difference right now they're they are at the majority not a plurality yeah um chief McCory, where's the libertarian there isn't man come on um of course there's not an abc washington post poll they aren't putting libertarians in there well, here's uh, here's
2: the answer to that. So, early voting, 51 to 41. 51 plus 41 is 92. That means that 8% said something else. Right. They said something else and, even though not being prompted. So that that's right. where and libertarians that, and third parties are.
1: And what they what they list that 8% as is undecided. Because the way that they do these polls is they say Republican or Democrat. And if you're like, well, no, I'm going to vote third party. They're like, well, no, just in in this situation, it's only Republican and Democrat. There is Mm -hmm. no. And well, no, then I won't vote. And then so they just count them out and they aren't a uh, prospective voter. Um, That's how they do these polls. Yeah. So it's it's a skewed number. uh, But the people who are, the people who end up saying undecided, most of them are going to be voting third party. Um, A a minority of them are actually undecided. Um, And part of the reason that the Democrats are at 41% in this poll is because they are, a lot of their their problems are deep. They are deep. Um, They have soaring economic discontent uh, you've got rising inflation across the board. I think that they're at six point eight percent
2: from this time last year. Mm, I think yeah, that's
1: right. Six uh, point two
2: percent, the highest that's ever 6.2. been reported. Yeah, uh, six
1: point two percent. Record gas prices in California at four eighty-eight a gallon.
2: Yep.
1: Seventy uh, percent of the respondents say that the economy is in bad shape, which is up from fifty-eight percent last spring um well just half of well just half blame biden directly for inflation uh the worst inflation since bush won. since like the the og bush the the original the original bush um his approval for handling the economy overall is down to 39 percent um and has dropped six points since early September and 13 points since last spring.
2: Yeah. He has, uh, he's 12 points underwater um, in job approval. And this is, is this, is this one poll or it's an average of polls? Oh, it's the ABC news, not Washington post poll. That's the
1: ABC.
2: Um, Yeah. Yeah. These are terrible, terrible numbers. Uh, He has also dropped 12 points um in uh in new in virginia um and he dropped 14 points in uh, new jersey oh so the difference no that's so the difference between how much he won by and how much the democrats won by dropped 12 points in virginia which was enough for the republicans to win uh after biden won the state uh, a year earlier by 10 points um and then it dropped 14 points in new jersey uh, which led to the Republicans coming within a matter of a few hundred, I believe, a few hundred or a few thousand votes of winning there. Yeah, a few thousand um, votes. Yeah, because yeah,
1: Biden votes. won by fifteen in Jersey the year before. Yeah. Um, and a broad sense, and what most of these respondents said is that um, <clears throat> the Democratic Party is out of touch with the concerns of most Americans. of the people who responded in this ABC Washington Post poll said that the Democrats are out of touch. That's roughly two-thirds of the voters who say that the Democrats are out of touch, which is massive.
2: Now, Matt... Absolutely massive. Matt, so that means, of course, that since the Republican Party has a resounding 10-point lead right now and two, nearly two-thirds of voters are saying that the Democrat Party is out of touch. That means that the Republican Party is seen as wildly, widely being in touch with what the country wants or needs, right?
1: Well, yes, but mostly no. Hmm. They are four points better, which in many places is considered a landslide. Um, but only 58... 58- <laughs> But fifty-eight percent of voters see the GOP as out of touch with the direction that the country is heading.
2: Or so both within fifths. the margin of error of sixty percent. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, um, and looking to the midterm elections next year, fifty-eight uh, percent of all adults and fifty-nine percent of registered voters. Uh, are inclined to look around for someone new to vote for uh, slightly above its average dating back to polls in 1980 to 1989. 58% of this nation, of the the potential voters in this nation are looking for something new. Now, when 2022 comes around, you're going to start seeing this is the most important midterm election of our lifetimes.
0: Mm -hmm. You're
1: going to, you're going to see, you're going to see that you're going to see, um, much like you did last, much like you did last year where, you know, this is a, this election is about America's soul. We're we can have your Kyle Rittenhouse is running all over the place, or you can have the democratic party that's trying to help or, You know, you're going to have the Republicans saying, we need to stop the spending that's causing the 6.2% inflation, even though they are quick to forget how much spending was done in 2020. This is what this election is going to happen. 58% of Americans are looking for something new. Um, Independence, which is what they lump a lot of us into, um, are... They're often the swing votes in the national elections are favoring GOP candidates 50 to 32%. And in 2018, the last midterm, they voted 12 points in Democratic favor. Moderates are dividing closely six points for Democratic candidates, 48 to 42%, as opposed to the 26 points in 2018. Yeah, they dropped 20 points on moderates, which is insane.
2: Yeah, and and um, suburban <clears> and rural <throat> voters continue to favor Republicans, uh, 55, 54 to 39 in, uh, in suburban areas, and uh, rural voters, oh, two-thirds to one-third, actually two-thirds to one-quarter, with quite a few there in the gap in between, uh, that are um, uh, 66 to 26% for Republicans. Um, the Democratic advan- advantage among uh, urban residents uh, at 52 to 38 is well off of 2018 and, uh, and, off and of I just want I just well. want to
1: point out that was copied and pasted. That was copied and pasted. They said it's well off of their uh, 2018 results. Yep. That means that it was off so much. They were willing to put 20, what is it? 24 points, 20 points. 20 yep. points they're willing to put in 20 points they wouldn't put this number in because that's how far off it is
2: that's how bad it is yeah yeah because if you think about the typical voting lines for you know i remember when we were watching that uh terry mcauliffe was getting uh you know 75 to 20 percent in some of the the northern cities the northern counties and and everyone was saying, that's that's off of what he needs. And it was like, what what does he get? 85%? Yeah. Yeah. In urban areas, it's like 80%, 85% Democrat. So 52-38 is just a... That is dead that's bad that's where they're supposed to make up all the numbers that they lose in uh suburban and rural areas and typically democrats have to typically at least do 50 50 in rural areas and they ain't doing 50 50 they're off by 15 points there um right now
1: the libertarian party or liberty liberty-minded people in general i don't care what uh, liberty-minded yeah. people in general are in a unique spot. You have 58% of the people think that the GOP is out of touch. 62% of the people think that the Democrats are out of touch. Uh, urbanites are looking for something else. Urban, urbanites are looking for something else. Uh, your, suburban, your suburban families and suburban people, they're looking for something else. This is a huge time. Both parties have proven that they – they're republicrats to quote spike they will continue to they will continue to spend more and more money make debt worse and worse create more and more inflation and it's hurting everybody from the top all the way down to the bottom with the people at the bottom getting hurt worse because when the gas prices go up who does it hurt it doesn't hurt your elon musks and your jeff bezos it doesn't hurt those guys it hurts the people at the bottom. Yep. And those people can't afford your electric cars or your hybrids. They're buying cars that have to be worked on. And I'm only saying this because I was that I, I am that person. I, I've been yep. that
2: person for yep.
1: so long. Um, <clears throat> they aren't worried about that person, but they're going to continue to say, we're here fighting for that person. When they say, uh inflation what what's the term inflation is uh it's only a rich people person it's tra- transitory thank you um yep. it's transitory they are ignoring the lower class the middle class the lower middle class they're ignoring all of those people and that is why this is happening and yep. right now we have the ability uh we have roughly 245 candidates running for state and federal offices in the libertarian party. Yep. And then, yeah, that's not even close. Uh that's not even close to the right number. I know that. But um yeah,
2: and 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 right, this now, is a very whatever it is now is a very early number. That number will go up quite a bit in the next right. few months as people start like getting nominated by their state parties and things like that. So, you know, we're, we're going to have several hundred, maybe as many as a, as a thousand or more that are going to be running for local state and actually well over a thousand that are, that are going to be running for local and state and federal offices across the country.
1: Right. Right now, the American people are out there. According to ABC Washington post that they want a different choice. It's there. They have it. It is up to each and every one of you. As well as us to make those choices known to everybody else. And this is where messaging on campaigns becomes so very, very vital. Um, the panel that we spoke about at the beginning of the show that uh Spike sat on, and that Sarah and Kelsey and Brian and uh, Casey Crow was on it as well. Um it was about messaging on campaigns, right? That's what that was about, that's what I got out of it. Um <clears throat> they spoke about messaging on campaigns and how to properly message and how to build the campaign. Um, I believe you and I talked about it last week. You and I either talked about it or I talked about it on Saturday, where you aren't trying to reinvent the wheel, you're trying to take what works in campaigns and make it slightly better and then pass that information along, like with your um culture of winning that you did for a little while yep um you you are this is on all of us we need to get the word out about the people that we want to see in office Brian Lambrecht gave a fantastic talk <clears throat> on getting people media time Yep. and how to properly do it uh Sarah gave a wonderful talk on social media marketing um Kelsey gave a great talk on graphics and branding. Uh, I don't know what Spike talked about. I honestly don't. (laughs) It's like the show. I tuned them out. Yes. Um, This is where sharing information about your candidates is massively important. This is where volunteering for campaigns and getting them on media is massively important. If the American people want another choice, let's make it. So obvious that there is another choice that they can't ignore it.
2: Yep. Yep. That's what we have to do. And uh, we uh, started that process in South Carolina and we will be continuing it uh, tomorrow, actually, at my final event for in person event for the year. Uh, I will be in Raleigh, North Carolina. At Tobacco Road, we're going to be doing an end-of-year event for the Wake County LP. Uh, We have had close to 100 people that have already registered to be there. This is going to be a huge event, and uh, it's going to start at 7 p.m. It's in downtown Raleigh, North Carolina. And at 8 p.m. Eastern, we are going to go live there for my next episode of My Fellow Americans, where I will be answering questions live from the audience there at Tobacco Road. And uh, we'll be having a great time there. And then I get to be home yeah, after that. I get to be home for the rest of the year. I'm really looking forward to it. And then on Thursday, we have an incredible thing. The muddied Zoom, where all of our muddied, mud-skipper, mud skipper uh, mud subscribers get to uh, hang out with us on Zoom with the entire muddied crew uh, starting at 8 p.m. I should probably put the time on there. Starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, We'll hang out for a couple hours and uh, have a great time there. And we will be live streaming it for all the plebes to watch jealously. And hopefully they'll then want to join us by becoming subscribers. Uh, Then on Friday, uh, join... If you
1: are a subscriber, hang on one second. If you are a subscriber, uh, you did get an email with the invite. It is also in the exclusive Muddied Water subscriber group. Uh, But you did get an email that you can uh, check and you can just click on the link there and it will allow you to join.
2: Yes. And if you didn't get it, then reach out to us and we'll send it to you directly. Um, And don't share it with others because you paid for this. You're a money, 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 money. And uh, on Friday at 930 p.m. Eastern, uh, join Noel and Nullik for another episode of Cajun and Eskimo from Bayous to Igloos. Uh, And then on Monday, join uh, Jason Lyon for another episode of Mr. America, The Bearded Truth at 8 p.m. And then join us right, 7 p.m.? 8 p.m. 8 p.m. And then join us right back here next Tuesday, same muddied place, same muddy time for another fantastic episode of The Muddy Waters of Freedom, where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's event like the chipper little middle-aged men that we are. Matt, if someone were going to look for us on the internet, is that even possible? And if so, how?
1: It is possible. If you are one of those old school people who don't enjoy looking at our sculpted Adonis-like faces while we talk. And only like hearing the dulcet tones of our voice, whether my voice is basically gone Mm -hmm. from talking a lot this weekend or,
2: (laughs) or I don't know how you do it, man. Um, It's uh, my voice has gotten gruffer over time. That's how I do it.
1: Good God. Um, Whether you like hearing the voice this way, where I sound like Phoebe on Friends when she has a cold. Wow. Yeah, I hate that show. I don't know why I made that reference. You can go to Anchor. I can't even whisper. Good
2: God, Anchor.fm. Anchor. Anchor. <laughs> Your voice slash is muddied up. waters. This this it's hurts so his mouth. This hurts his throat right now. <laughs> it
1: does so bad. <laughs> Anchor.fm/slash <laughs> Muddied Waters. Yes. Where you can leave us messages, and we will play them live on the air
2: on Tuesday. Leave us messages. Yes. Oh, leave us some messages. And you can also become a subscriber. You can subscribe to us and doing things, really cool things like the Muddied Zoom by going to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters slash subscribe. You can leave us messages for the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment. And you can become, you can do the Muddied Zoom and you can do all sorts of fantastic things. Also... Um, oh and you can join us you can watch this in every episode oh you can also you can get exclusive discounts My think this fell off it fell off the thing uh you can also i gotta i gotta carry it now i gotta hold it now you also get exclusive discounts to the, the store and you can buy things there to, you can buy it for less if you become a subscriber but then also if you want to watch hope with the, or you can watch this in all episodes of the Muddy Waters of Freedom and Muddy Waters me- of all Muddy Waters media things on MuddyWatersMedia.com wow that came right out didn't it? There we go. Uh. Ah.
1: no. so
2: We're still live.
1: I know. Uh, so oh. apparently muddiedwatersmedia.com isn't working. But uh, if you go to muddiedwatersoffreedom.com slash store or slash mud or slash whatever, um, you can find the content you are looking for there while we
2: figure out why muddiedwatersmedia.com
1: is not working.
2: Well, so muddiedwatersmedia.com is working. But muddywatersmedia.com it, slash store is not working. Uh,
1: well, slash mud oh. isn't working either.
2: Oh, good. I will uh, fix that in just a second. So, Oh, and that's also not working. Okay. Anyway, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm going to go figure out how, why our website's not working. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. We love you. And we'll see you very soon. And where we're going, we don't need roads.